Hey, welcome to Radio Melee, the talk show where we are joined by all kinds of illustrious guests from the Melee community. And today we are joined by the most illustrious. In fact, I've been told that the I in his name stands for illustrious. It's actually a lie. Hi, BDW. What's up, dude? Chill, man. How about you? Oh, doing great. What's up, PP? How you doing on this fine day? Doing good, man. Glad we got glad we got Cody to roll through. I mean, chat was chat was letting me know that this was this was the time, and I had somehow not considered how mm. important it would be to get Cody on after such a such a big win. This man is fresh off of winning Riptide. Um, if so, for when you guys go back and check the VOD, that's when this is happening. Uh, pretty pretty huge news. I mean, he took it over Plup uh, in pretty solid fashion, I would say, and he got on. Uh, the mic afterward and he talked about some interesting stuff I want to ask him about and right before I do that I want to let you guys know out there in my chat toast chat exclamation radio melee Join the discord server come in to ask questions for us in the submit topics here channel You'll do what everyone else is doing pretty straightforward uh, oh, yeah. with, with that preamble out of the way uh, Cody if it's okay if we call you that because IBDW is really long. I think so it is okay. Okay, just making sure. Uh, so just so people out there know, that's what we're going to probably be using for today. Um, Cody, uh, you, Kate, one of the things you mentioned in your post-game interview that I thought was really interesting was you you brought up a name who gets discussed sometimes. Uh, you brought up Armada, and you said that he would talk to you about um, strategies versus plup and things like that. And I was kind of, I, I was curious about that because I know that you had played with him when he came to something a, a couple of years ago. And Nango, you used yeah. Yeah, and you still liked uh, how he played and everything. And I was kind of curious what your relationship with, with him was like. Is it is there some type of coaching arrangement between the two of you? Is it more informal? Are you guys friends? I'm just kind of curious what you know what what what's going on there. Yeah, I mean we're just friends, honestly. Uh, he's been pretty helpful for me for the entire time I played melee, honestly. And he just wants to see me do well, so he just helps me a lot with like notes and stuff uh, before oh, big cool. events. Wow. When's the last time you saw him in person? Nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a while ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was there. Yeah, he came there to coach me. Wow. And he was That's honestly, because awesome. I was, okay, in my opinion, I was a pretty crap player back then relative to like where I wanted to be and where I am now. And I think on most of the reason I did even as well as I did is because of some of the notes he gave me. He gave me like pretty much cheat sheets for each player. Members distinctly, even though Levin played like kind of dog water, there were three things that he told me to do that just worked basically every time. And probably the only reason I actually won those sets. Wow. 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 That was, uh, that was, was that your big run where you, your breakout summit or that was something? No, that was eight. That was eight. Wow. Yeah. Damn, you've really been, you've really been putting some, some performances together at the summit series actually yeah, over so. the years. That's crazy. Lower than fifth, I guess. I'm still pretty I'm good. still livid about this past summit, but that's all right. Yeah. 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 It's good when, well, it's good when you're going from fifth being like really good. And then fifth is like now fifth is underperforming. It's like a yeah. good spot to be in, you know? Yeah. That's but, um, Jeez, dude, Riptide was so... Did you play... So me and you were at Riptide. Did you play, like... I, I, first of all, I love... Because I was, I was hanging out with the SoCal, the SoCal guys, like Geo, Null, and, um, mm. and, and Curve and them. And we, we were eating dinner, and uh, we were so impressed that, like... You know, I think a lot of people, when they win a big tournament, they just want to kind of chill for a bit and kind of soak it in. And I remember you were literally just looking for a room to play more Melee in, <laughs> which was yeah. so cool. I your stream title play. today was no one wants to play with me and i want to play someone i mean That's like so this funny. man he won he comes back home and he's like all right let's go we're gonna keep going mm -hmm. i mean really impressive 
uh, stuff, yeah. man. I mean, that's how you win stuff, right? That's how you like get on top and stay on top. Sure. I mean, I guess uh, you know, a day off to let things soak in a little bit wouldn't wouldn't kill you. But I, I'm starting to wonder if that might you might feel that way at this point. Uh, I mean, I kind of let it soak in yesterday. I still streamed for seven or eight hours yesterday. Right. But, <laughs> wow. But did you also was like I'm getting hundreds of subs. I'm not gonna right. stream. Right. Right. That's a good point. Did you um? How many people would you say you played in friendlies at uh? At Riptide, because like I, I wonder if you echo this experience I had, which is just that I played so many people that I knew from the online era, but I never seen their face before, and I, I, I like played them IRL for the first time. I'm like, dude, you're you're that guy. What's up? Yeah, so I'll be completely honest. I'm pretty picky about who I play with whenever I'm preparing for something. I mm -hmm. don't like unranked because i think it's crappy practice and likewise right. i don't really like playing against players who i think are just going to give me bad habits i Fair. will use them to warm up i'd say i honestly probably only played like 10 to 15 people at uh riptide maybe a lot to be honest with you. these are all people you knew yeah uh, i think the only person that i met for the first time that i played in any extensive fashion was golden and that was to warm up for hbox which was very helpful actually so i'm happy i did that ah, everyone else that i played there i had played before knew or no, I had played before in some fashion, yeah. <laughs> even even uh, offline? Yeah, I think so. Like, okay, let me try to rattle my brain. Who did I play against? I ignoring sets, obviously. I played with Zach, played with Gooms, Golden, obviously, mm -hmm. I hadn't played with before. Mm -hmm. And I'm drawing a massive blank on who else I played with. Had you played I'm... Duck Sheik offline before? Uh, No, I have not. I think he switched to Sheik during quarantine, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that, that sounds like a very player. new affair for him. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, too. he's like really. Yeah, good definitely. Player. I love. Did he enter? No, he's just Why the not? one that I would played with for two weeks before, and he's not really entering right now. Between like COVID, he also has a job. I think right now he's in Toronto, and then oh. I think he's visiting his girlfriend, and then he's coming back. So hmm. he's just not creating isn't a priority for him right now, and he's just worried about kind of catching up, I guess, with Sheik. Okay, well, it sounds mm -hmm. like he's still grinding then. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I can't even remember who else I played with. Wow. Played a little bit of Junebug. Obviously, I played him before. I tried playing with Cal, but I ran out of time. Uh, Cal was actually there. For those of you yeah. who don't remember them, Cal was uh, there, and they were... I think they play a host of characters at this point. Yeah. yeah. I played Cal's Ice Climbers. Cal was explaining that Yeah. Uh, they just really, really were passionate about the Ice Climbers. I was like, wow, that's... This is the Cal, by the way, that had the breakout performance at, I think it was called Gods and Gatekeepers. Yeah, it was. There was an amateur bracket, and Cal shocked the world from the Midwest, uh, and then was the talk of the town for like three months, and then kind of faded into the, the background, it felt like, for a while. Uh, so it was yeah. really cool to see them again. Um, I played, I remember we, I ran into you after the tournament, I was playing Cal, and we found a, t a TV that had no yeah. characters unlocked and was not UCF. And I was playing Cal's Ice Climbers in Fox. I wasn't that desperate for melee. I was not getting it on that setup. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know it was funny. Actually, it was a lot. It was better than I thought it would be. I thought I was gonna be really annoyed, but I was like, "Wow, I'm actually like able to shield drop most of the time," which, which is uh, which kind of surprised me to be That's honest. With you. I'm not sure if I'd be able to. With I don't know if I have notches or not. It depends on your controller. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a really cool weekend. I, I feel like uh, I definitely felt rejuvenated in terms of melee uh in a way that i haven't really felt for a long time because we did have summit yeah. but you know summit wasn't an open bracket so it's just a little different it's different yeah the crowd man 
The crowd the was crowd. nice. That, Actually, that was Cody, I'd love to hear your, your, your take on this. How was it when, when the crowd was, you know, popping off for you taking the win there? Felt really nice. Yeah. I've never, mm -hmm. the only other times I've been cheered for, once it smashed Splash against HBox, and then the time I beat Leffen. <laughs> That's it. Oh, wow. I can't That's think a... of, Leffen at Shine, not at Summit. I've I guess I have two wins over him. Uh, I don't think I've ever been cheered for otherwise in any significant capacity. Well, hey, I mean, that's that's up there with. Well, I, I guess it's tough, right? Because that means you have to do so much to get them to do it. But at the same time, when it does happen, right, it's got to be so special. Yeah, it's it felt really nice. Definitely awesome. something I would uh, I wouldn't mind happening again. <laughs> <laughs> You're that chat. That's you guys. Next major. Yep. We're going to get the We're going to get the chat going for Cody. I need to try state major. Get everyone in the front row. Just get them super loud. Especially if you got Tri-State, the New York people. You're good. New York is so loud. They are so, they are loud. Yeah. so loud. Yeah. Long you Island need, especially. Uh, definitely. You just you definitely need like uh it's really funny actually. You mentioned Long Island and New York being loud because I'm actually getting dinner with G Money is in town tomorrow. Oh G Money. That guy's yeah. There you go. That guy's right at the front of it. Exactly. All you right. Well, I'll bring G Money. In the venue. <laughs> I'll bring him to the next major. We'll get a crowd. We'll get a chance one for you. There we go. Yeah. Oh cool. man. Well, I'm ready to bring in our first caller if you guys are. Do we have a, a community voice topic from last, oh, from last you're time that we right. were? Oh, you're right. Jeez, Louise. I'm going to get this go, go right eventually. Yeah, let's look at our community voice from I, last I, time. Thank I, you, I like Joe. this one. Remember, Holy our last cow. guest was Hotbit, and Hotbit yes. had, a, had a spicy one for us that was Jeez, top Louise. of mind for him. As oh, I recall, right. I believe he asked about net play etiquette. He asked, uh, you know, yeah. what, what's your stance on, on one and done? He plays a lot of unranked. He's talking about what's your stance on one and duns? And is it's funny because okay? Cody, Cody doesn't even like doing unranked. So I don't know. Will you have a strong take here, Cody? I, I think one and duns are completely fine. It's like a pub in like Halo unranked. If you get offended by that, I, I don't know what to tell you. Interesting. I do agree that if you're just like being annoying, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just you're kind of lame. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, why, why are you sending messages after a game and then leave? I think it's just super whack. Yeah, but, I mean, if you send mm -hmm. messages, it's pretty rough. It's not even like a, oh, like this person shouldn't be allowed. It's like, you're just whack. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're actually, <laughs> yeah. But one and done, I, I think I'm going to be a little more strong about this than I probably should. If you are that worried about one and done, you're kind of a wiener to me. I'm not going to lie. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> an right. odd blast. Look at that. Hey, look oh. at this. Uh, look at this. Look at this community member. Uh, who's actually a longtime uh, caller into the show? It looks like this is probably uh, yeah, the, the, the Twitch's web we know and love. I'm fine with one and done games, he says. It's not ideal, but hey, at least you finish the game. So many sessions don't even make it that far. Oh, that's true. true. Yeah, the real problem is the people that are rude and trying to send a clear message of spirit before leaving. Oh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what Cody exactly what, said. Exactly what Cody was saying. But if you just play the game, the social contract is fulfilled. You can stay or go GG. I like that. Look at Web with the good takes. I think I think yeah. what it does are fine if they're I mean a lot of the time I literally just have to go um, and I usually I, I really like that fizzy put in the gotta go message so I'll, I'll usually literally just be like if I gotta go I'll just say I gotta go mm. or if you play Samus I'll lie and I say I'll say I gotta go uh, <laughs> but, say, you know, yeah that works well for a lot of situations <laughs> yeah hey good game Samus guy that was a lot of fun you know but it's it's fine i actually don't want to discourage Samus players I think Samus is actually a kind of a cool character I, I feel bad I apologize Samus players you guys are all right. I just don't always feel like fighting your character. That's all. I'll quit on any mid or low tier. I don't. I don't want to play it. <laughs> I'll play them for practice, but it's just it's not fun to me. There's nothing sure. wrong with that. It's just it's not fun to me. I'd rather play I against know. like someone that I know the combo game on really well. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think there's anything fair. wrong with it either way. Like you're not wrong for playing a flow tier or low tier and unranked or mid tier or low, low tier and unranked. I think it's completely fine. But just as it's fine for you to do that, it's also fine for me to not play against it. Yeah, that's super reasonable. Hey, uh, let's see if we have uh, one more uh, response one, from the community. I want to see what this one is opposed. Oh, that was okay. We just had the one we from Web. One. All right. Wow. Web with well, Web with really the only take we needed. But I you know who see is opposed it. Yeah. So I know Aiden. Aiden hates one and dunning. Aiden was talking about it on Twitter, you know, and he was talking about it was really funny. He was talking about what the hell was he saying? He was saying, yeah, I hate one and dunning. I just I just he said, I felt I feel like if I play you in tournament, you know, you're never there's no situation where you're going to be playing a best of one with somebody. Well, you know, that's such an interesting. But, I mean, it is it's a fair point. But you know what's funny? I think so many smashers are used to just playing one person, one matchup for like 12, 400 hours in a day. And you don't do that in tournament either. And so I true. think the, I think the op. So it's such a jarring yeah. experience for so many people to go from that to just playing one match. And they're like, well, this is weird. I feel like I haven't even close gotten close to going. And I think that's probably what messes up a lot of people thinking about it now. Yeah, friendlies don't need to mirror the tournament experience. In fact, they just typically they just don't. They never do. So, like yeah. I play Zane for four hours straight. When in tournament are you playing the same person for four hours straight? Hey, imagine though. And doing that, that, that tournament format. How many sets we have today? We, we do. <laughs> it's like the best tournament. Like like we take the left and you know, best of fives are better to the extreme. We just start yeah. running tournaments where it's literally best of a hundred. <laughs> like me and you, Zane can't, just you can't say anything. If, if you lose in a best of one hundred, you just have to say they were the better player that day. <laughs> yeah there's you actually can't say anything at that point oh, you can't say anything it's like, well, you I'm... can't say a damn thing yeah <laughs> how long does that stream run I, holy I cow know. i mean you know. i got close with zane zane probably then i probably played like a close to 100 games today probably more mm. wow. we did seven best of fives like five of them went to game five so it's already mm. like wow tw over 20 games there and i we played friendlies for like two hours two and a half hours before that so we might have played like 100 games seven best of fives probably more than 100 at that point yeah exactly so, so I think, about four hours. I think we know who's favored in this format. These two. <laughs> <laughs> we can go yeah. all day. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, and man. then Aiden will have nothing to say. <laughs> all right. I think we're about ready uh, to, to bring on our first caller. We've got uh, somebody coming in from the people. Soul of the Medley. Where are you Welcome calling back. in from? Welcome back. Hello. 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 You might be. Oh, there we go. Well, now we can hear you. Um, yes, I have a big question for IBDW. Mm, that's me. Let's get it. Knowing this is your first IRL major win, what things in your gameplay do you think that you can improve on? And also, adding on to this, what are you planning on doing next? What tournaments are you planning on going to, and what major do you think you'll win next? Ooh. Major, any one I go to. And I'm not going to think otherwise, because it's not helpful for me to think otherwise my goal is to beat everyone uh in terms of gameplay there are three things that i want to do going forward one is improving matchups for the top level so basically i want to work on falco because i think holistically i'm not i'm still not great versus falco i'm good enough to beat all the falcos that are worse than mango but i'm not good enough to consistently test uh mango yet and i feel like i have gotten there with marth i know we haven't played in bracket too much recently besides summit which was a much closer set than three one would indicate and i don't usually say that but we've been playing a lot, and even in sets, I've been it's been very, very even recently. And these are legitimate tryhard sets, some of them with money on them. So I yeah, I it looks it looks like it's getting so much closer just from just yeah. from my eye test, just watching it. It's definitely got a lot closer. Test? 
So I'm pretty good with Marth right now. I want to get holistically better versus Falco. I want to work on Falcon because even though I'm doing well versus them, I feel like I can pseudo invalidate that character. I I'm beating them, but I think I could I should be beating them a lot worse. Not mm -hmm. as players, but just I think Fox kind of just craps on Falcon, and I should be able to. Can we curse? Do you guys care? You can curse. Uh, okay. Although PP says heck. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I say... will not curse with you, but you can curse. All right, well, just for you, uh, Fox hex Falcon up. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> Uh, I think there's no reason for me to be going game five consistently, game four consistently with them. I think it should just be like a massacre. And then I want to work on, could keep working on uh, Sheik, but I'm just playing Duck every day for that, so that should be fine. Mm -hmm. I want to work on my last stock nerve control, not in terms of decision making, but in terms of actually hitting bread and butter stuff on last stock, because I feel like I give up too much, and I know that that's really hard to do, but I need to find some way to center myself better last stock. I want a bunch of them at Riptide, but I don't think that's good enough. It got me high against Hbox because Puss not good versus Fox, and I'm good at the matchup. And right now, I think I'm a better player. Got me by versus Plup, but it easily could not have if Plup was being better. But I don't think it's going to get me by versus Mango, and it could easily bite me uh, versus Zane. So I want to get better at that. And then I want to make sure that I'm consistently having a better mindset going into tournaments where I'm very hard on myself going into the tournament. But once I get to the tournament, I let up a little bit and it's okay. I did what I could try to have fun, smile. Don't freak yourself out. Don't have panic attacks all the time and just do your best. Yeah, panic what attacks did... all the time. Sounds tough, man. It's not fun, yeah, but I'm tough. able to control them better. I'm definitely able to control them a lot better. And I think if I rewire how I feel at tournaments a little bit more, I can avoid them entirely. That would be great. I wanted to dig into uh, what did you mean by you were saying that like your bread and butter stuff kind of slips on last doc scenarios. What mm -hmm. do you currently feel like you do instead that you don't want it? A lot of tech skill flubs. So I think I try to do stuff too quickly, which usually happens when I get nervous. And so oh. I think the goal is going to be to slow myself down. I went back and watched a lot of my VODs and I noticed an up throw up air free single hit out on Plup because he DI'd full out at like 95 and it would have killed to end the set on stadium. I <laughs> tried to dash an up air too fast because I was rushing to conclude it. And that made me get no dash input. And so I just upgraded in place. It happened again later on Fountain versus him in Grands, where I got Wave Shine up smash. And then instead of like back airing him, I tried to go too fast and I got some weird forward air that just wasn't even close to hitting him. I think it's again because I was I rushing that my inputs. And that's just like, okay, that I can't afford that if I'm playing someone who's super calm under pressure. And maybe not even Mango. There might be other players that come along that are very composed last stock, and that's not going to work against them. Right. Right. Yeah, that's 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 like a really common. I, I really relate to that because I a, a lot of the time I also just fine when I'm flubbing stuff. Like I'm usually inputting it too fast. Yeah, seems like probably seems a really like a common thing. issue. <laughs> it might be a fox thing. It actually might be a fox thing. Yeah. I feel like the people who play fox are pretty prone to wanting to go super fast, so I'm sure that that has something yeah. to do with it. Definitely. That's you had a really um. You know what impressed me about the way you answered that question? You actually it. It felt like you had that answer pretty much lined up. Like you'd written this down, or you'd like, hey, you've you'd considered this already. Like this isn't something that like Sola Medley asked this question, and you had to like think about it. You kind of were like, well, these are the things that I know I need to work on. It was kind of in your head already. Well, I've already watched over all the sets, not just to, like watch me win, because obviously everyone does a victory lap. They watch themselves win, but I went through to watch. Like, okay, what can I do better for next time? Because I don't, I, I think that part of what's going to take to stay at the top is I need to make sure I win an event. Okay, but. That there's someone's gonna make adjustments next time, and so I also have to be finding stuff that I can improve on for my next tournament, or I'm just gonna either get caught up to or fall behind. Right. Yeah, Actually, because Goblin there made a tweet. Sorry, sorry. 
Go ahead. Uh, Goblin made a tweet the other day about he talked to me on Saturday, and that's one of the pieces of advice I gave him where if you do well, you can't just be complacent. You have to go back. You still need to improve, even for the people that you already just beat, because they're probably going to try to change stuff versus you, so you better be ready for it next time they play you. Goblin who top-aided Ultimate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I didn't realize y'all were, y'all were buds. That's he, were, cool. and he just came up to me and asked me. Really? Like, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. That's really cool. I love little connections like that. I played two games of Melee with, uh, speaking of Ultimate Roy, I played two games of Melee with Cola at uh, Riptide, which was awesome. He's, He's actually not bad really at Melee. Good. Yeah, yeah I, not I remember seeing a few clips of him. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He definitely like plays. Like If you played him and you couldn't see him, you would assume he was just some good Fox player mm-hmm. that who like only played Melee or something. It's, it's pretty cool. I uh, I really like that. I really, you know, it's it's funny you mention winning a tournament, like winning a major, and then thinking about like setting your sights for the future. Because I feel like there's like, you know, there's 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 instances where someone wins a major and then like they go on a little bit of a streak and they continue to win. Mm-hmm. And then there's instances where like you'll win a major or you'll see someone win a major and then like it's more of like a one-off kind of instance. Yeah. Um, or they'll do really well and then they'll kind of like slip back into their old like how they were performing in the past. Um. And it's kind of interesting that you've already considered that, like you're being so proactive about it, in spite of the fact that this is your first time winning a major. Yeah, I mean, I've won. So the thing is, people don't like to apply uh, concepts on a general level. They, I find that Smashers is uh, specifically very like rigid in how they view things. So let's say, like, sorry about the dog in the background. I can't do anything about that. Uh, uh, we love dogs here. We, li- we like to have fun around here. All right, good. So let's say that I came up, right? I came up in Tri-State, and I won my first regional. And I had to figure out what does it take to stay on top of my region after that. That's not a lot different than what's ha- going to happen right now, right? It's a very similar thing, but most people try don't really apply that to like the next level. They like either overcomplicate it or they just ignore it entirely, which I don't really understand. But that's mm. from talking to a lot of people about it. And it's a very general concept you can apply from just five years of competing experience. You're almost certainly have ran into this at some point. And so you have to kind of rally your brain and think like, okay, how did I done this in the past? Or what can I do better next this time? Right. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a really cool answer. Thanks for uh, thanks for the question, Solo Medley. Uh, not something no you get problem. to really, you know. Feel like I feel like you don't get to hear this sort of sentiment from people a lot. Like people, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like people haven't really talked about it too much. You know, this sort of like winning and then still setting your sights on the future. The will to keep winning, that's- as Daigo calls it. <laughs> yes, that's kind of what I wanted to ask about in the first place because I know a lot of people don't think about this. Yeah, well, I don't because I don't win. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it sounds like you have nothing really to worry about with Cody here on that front. So I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Which is PP, was this when you were uh, real quick before we wrap this part, this this little question up, PP? When you were you know when you were winning, for example, like yeah, super majors, pretty much. Is, yeah. is this kind of do you echo all this stuff? Is there anything? Or, or is there anything that, like, mentality-wise or sentiment-wise was a little even different for you? Like, or, or does that exactly sound like how you thought about things? Uh, I mean, my way of thinking about all that kind of stuff has changed over time. Uh, the first time I, I won something really big, like, I remember... Rom? Well, I was thinking of Pound, but yeah, when I won Rom, hmm. I was like, well, I haven't beaten Armada yet. So... Ah, uh, okay. So, okay, so Pound. everyone has their... In my view, everyone usually has their their limit of what they what they want, what their goal is, whether how however aware of it they are or not. But my limit was pound. After I won pound, I I took my foot off the gas for sure, and I I was pretty happy with things. Um, 
And then that led, and then that led me to think about, well, why wasn't I doing what I was doing before? Because I saw what I that I changed, and so I wanted to figure that out. And so I had to go on a long search to figure that out. And after I eventually started winning again, and um, I started really appreciating what it took to do that and to stay there. And and it's a whole different set of skills and and expectation for other people and stuff that are, that's challenged within yourself. That's my view, and that's also what I've seen happen to many people over time so um it's a it's a challenging thing and i think this is part of why people don't apply even things they learned before uh like cody was talking about uh it's not it, sometimes they just they're happy with where they get to or you know they're too overcome with like fear of people overtaking them or you know whatever right and there are deeper reasons for that too obviously but the point is that um I think that it's hard for people to do what Cody is doing here. Uh, and so I think he should be applauded for that. And also that uh, it it doesn't get easier. <laughs> there are there I, are traps. I've, I have a feeling. Mm -hmm. I've had a feeling for a while that it doesn't get easier. Yeah, but I think when you get put in that pressure cooker like that, I think the good thing about it is there are things that you can't avoid anymore. Parts of yourself and things like that that yeah, you come in contact with. And I think that that is if you're willing to go there you know the rewarding part of melee the the mm -hmm. most rewarding part for only the only the few people that could handle everything up until that point and to go beyond that so i i think it's i think it's remarkable that you're doing that especially given so many things and so you know obviously i i, I applaud that and this was actually going to be my question for after the the questions were done not about all of that but what what did you want to work on because i i was curious i was like well how are you thinking about things but <laughs> clearly uh no no cause for concern at least at the moment so that's great man i'm already ahead of you pp yes sir <laughs> well thank you so much soul of the medley for calling in you got any shout outs for us on your way out today yes shout outs of course to cody when we were i was in his stream when we were watching one of the majors the one that sdj won uh, online hmm. and I was, and I, that was when I first subbed to him, actually. And oh. I think that just opened my, that, just watching that opened my eyes to, like, all the things that we can do as this community. Good, I'm glad you feel that way. Hell yeah. That's dope. All right, well, take care, Saul and Medley. Have a good rest of your day. You guys have a great day. Thank Amen. you. See ya. See ya. Wow, Strong what a good question. question. Strong yeah. first. Yeah. 100%. I'm ready to take our next one. Yep, I'm good Let's do go. it. All right, it looks Wait. like we're joined by Gamma calling in. What's up, Gamma? How are you doing today? Where are you calling in from? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm calling from Germany. Oh, yeah. Nice. Shout out to Germany. Nice. I love Germany. You know I'm part and... German. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. You know, I'm part German. And my last name is as German as it gets. Really? My last name's German. What's your last name? Schwab. Schwab? Dude. What if oh, we're like go. related? The German Might connection. Be. The German <laughs> connection. That's sick. Sorry, Gavin. What's your question? So I've got a question I've been sort of wondering ever since I've uh, I've like discovered the Smash scene. And I'm I'm a chess player, so I'm more I'm more used Ooh. to the Swiss format being used in tournaments. And I was wondering if more tournaments like in Smash should experiment with other formats like either Swiss or something like group stage into single elim elimination or other stuff. Yeah, so I mean, 
when we had like 20 person tournaments, we did a lot of Swiss because it was possible and it gave people more matches. Uh, and we also did round robin pools sometimes into Swiss because we were like, let's just play forever. Who cares? I love round uh, robin pools. I know they're not. Too. I know they're not reasonable all the time. I know they're not feasible, but Depends as a player, they're fun. Play. Depends on how yeah. much melee I have to play that day. If I have to play like the top eight and it's round one pools and they're making me do round robin, I'm miserable. Yeah, the scheduling really matters for sure. There's like context to yeah, anyway. absolutely. But yeah, I would say that double elimination is almost for sure not the ideal bracket format, and I'm sure there are things that we could do better. But yeah. there's a lot of complicating factors to that. One, mm -hmm. almost every tournament wants people to get out to them. Why do you go to a tournament as a player? One, rankings. That's unfortunately just true. It sucks, but it's true. Yeah. You go out there because of rankings. And if a tournament has a different type of format, how is it going to counter for ranks? Are people going to like it? Are people mm. not going to like it? Deals are going to mm. think about that. Uh, player acceptance. Is a player going to be accepting of trying a new format? Very often, the answer is you're going to get kind of bodied on Twitter by a lot of players, and that's not going to be good for your look as a tournament organizer. And so I think a lot of formats that could have been used have been... Uh, TLs have been dissuaded from trying them due to the fact that there's fear of backlash. Will players actually come to the event? Is it going to be used for ranking? Can I actually get people to come out? It's yeah. tricky. I think online would have been a nice place to try that, but I understand why a lot of people were hesitant too. Um, yeah. I think one thing I can add too that I was thinking of while Cody was talking is um, this is something that's been brought up to me before is the, uh, the storyline element of double elimination. Mm -hmm. How like how if you lose there's like you know what are people almost always saying okay time for the losers run or yeah. let's see what they do like maybe do they make it back to this person do they make it back to grants and then there's resetting the bracket which is a huge deal right oh we're going game 10 right like it's so different when you have the you have such a storyline with double elimination that isn't always there if you did something like swiss into finals it, it feels very different so i would say as much and we really love narrative in the community too which i think is a good thing but that's also probably another limiting factor on on the format. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's like we do some of these format like uh, uh, let me let me chime in on this as a commentator because we run Swiss sometimes. For example, some of the Smash Summit tournaments have run Swiss in pools, like leading up mm -hmm. to, and 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 you know we always are going to culminate the tournament. We're going to close it out with like something that crowns a winner because like. Okay, I used to enter chess tournaments too. And like, for example, um, like when I was in high school and stuff, right? And in Scholastic High School tournaments, you don't actually usually have a winner. You just have your score like over the course of the day. And you, you know, like you could have more than one person that ends with the same result. If I'm not mistaken, right, Gamma, at a lot of these things, like yeah. you can have like... But there's, there's mm. like a thing where you can have a secondary, uh, not rating, but uh, there's secondary... There's more ways to like discern first from second place when they have equal points. So there's possibilities to to do that, but it's not it's like secondary stuff. I see. Right. So that would be kind of like what they do at Summit, where you have a Swiss phase and then it goes into like a bracket or something at the end. Sounds like. Yeah. Although, like like very big chess tournaments, like with 100k, uh, 100 plus uh, participants, mm -hmm. just have like. Nine or eleven rounds of Swiss, and then it it's it ends there. It ends right, yeah. So I think that the the trouble is like from a commentary perspective, like or not even a commentary, but like a spectator perspective. I think it's like sometimes a lot harder to 
tell what the stakes are of any given match. Like, for example, this kept happening at Summit. I remember there was a really good example was, uh, it was like, like, Pricent really needed, this was Smash Summit, which one was Pricent? Was that eight? Seven or that eight? Was that was uh, nine. Nine, okay. Holy yeah, cow, it, Cody, your memory, man. <laughs> he was, um, he needed, uh, it was like shroomed, was like playing like, I'm probably getting some of these people wrong. Yeah, but just no, imagine it was, it was like. I remember. Right. Dewan, I think Dewan was playing against like Magi or something and like, or playing against someone else and like Pricen needed one of them to win to get into like winner's bracket or whatever. And then, you know, some other person needed Magi to win. And it was like completely unrelated. Like it was two unrelated yeah. people and they were like, go Dewan. Like I need Dewan to win this because then I get a better, you know, I get in winner's bracket or something. And as a commentator, because of those kind of, um, those formats are, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a lot more challenging. Like with brackets, you always know like, okay, well, this is what happens for the winner. This is what happens for the loser. It's always very, very clear cut. It's easier for a viewer to tune in and like understand what, what's going on. Um, so I think like Swiss is a really cool concept at the local level at like, like, uh, like y'all mentioned, like, you know, for like 20 person locals it's like pretty sick and we've definitely run that before um just to like get people to play more important sets because like it's better like you know it's it kind of sucks if you're like if you go to a term you go oh and two or one and two and you didn't really get to play that many big sets whereas like you know yeah i remember going to tournaments that ran ran robin pools and you would always feel like you got to play a ton of uh important like important sets which is a great great experience as a newcomer and it makes you feel like you got your bang for your buck and you're like, it'll make you want to go to more tournaments. And I, I, re I really do miss that. Um, and even even like as someone as like a like a somewhat better player, like I remember seeing at, at Genesis 2, I remember uh, Genesis 2 ran Rad Robin pools all the way up to top 32. So basically, like there were three rounds of pools and it was round robin pools. And it was really cool because by the last round robin pool, like PP, like I, I think I remember your pool was just ridiculous. Like you had Tope and Fly Amanita, and that pool was so ridiculous. Who was in there? <laughs> Lovage might have been in there. Yeah, and I think Lovage was in there. I think. Yeah, I had the pool with like Armada and Taj and G Money homemade <laughs> waffles, um, uh, and like one or two other top players, and it was like, you know, every so you're basically playing like a ton of good players, and like it was really hard, and. But at the same time, it was really memorable. It was really memorable to me because I literally got to play like just eight, seven or eight other top 100 players. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. And uh, it was just it was just a really cool experience. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I do kind of miss that. But yeah, it, it just, you know, it takes so much longer to run from a scheduling perspective. Um, and probably for a spectator perspective, like, can you even put that many matches on a stream setup? Probably not. So... It really depends who you're optimizing for, the spectator or the or the entrant. And even then, top players might not want to run round robin pools, right? Because, like you said, Cody, you might have to play too yeah. much too much goddamn melee. So even Cody has a limit. Yeah, and that's right. and that's hard to reach. Right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if I had to add anything else to this, um, invitationals and everything can still experiment and do more like that. We did talk about we yeah. did cut out summit for that. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think given how open the community is, but also how I guess you could even say like double eliminations are like our are still our our vestiges of get good. Um, 
like how we, you know, how used to do a lot of that and no Johns and everything, you know, we still have that in our tournament structure and that's part of, I guess, our trade-off for being so open um, and making all of that work. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the interesting point about that Cody made about how we could have messed with that more online because everything can go so much faster uh, would have been pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of reasons why we've kind of left it the way we, we have, but it's a, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Unless anyone's got something else, I guess. Uh, thank you, Gamma, for calling in. And uh, you got any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Um, well, okay, uh, shout-outs to Germany, of course, and <laughs> especially to the southeast, to the southwest scene, because that's sort of where I live. And you might know the the Fox player Riggs. Yep. He's he's hosting like a lot of locals in his town, and that's he sort of built a scene around that local. In the past year, so shout cool. out to them, especially. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. All right, thank you so much, uh, Gamma. I know it's late over there, so we'll let you go. Have a good rest of your <laughs> night. <laughs> Peepee, you're so good you with uh, European Thanks. time zones. I stream early, so I get a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that when you stream sense. early, you get you get a lot of the European time. Base. Yeah, I get a lot of practice. Um, nice. But yeah, now I believe this is I believe this is an American we have calling in next. Fives, welcome to Radio Melee. How's it going? Where are you calling in from? Um, it's going good. I'm from Texas. Um, What's your yeah. question for us today? Uh, my question for you is, um, IBW tweeted about um, Smash tournaments not having good food. So yeah. Like, what are, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a what are some problem. ways you think could uh, they? What are some ways you think TOs could do better about that and having good food available to people? I'm not really an expert, so I don't understand exactly how the catering works at events, and so I can't give an answer without either coming off as super ignorant and probably angering a TO, because it's like, well, how the hell do you expect us to do that? Or by, just like, so whatever I'm going to say is pure conjecture. So I'll start with my observations first, because that's the actual problem, and then I'll give some ways that I think maybe they could solve it, but again, you should not take this like, oh, Aiden, you're an idiot, just do this and it would all be solved, because it's like, I don't know if it'll work, I have no way of knowing that. We've already educated Aiden. Aiden on one and done, so I think I'm already mad at Aiden, yeah. You're already <laughs> mad at Aiden. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, basically, so, it's a, it's a little bit exasperated for me, because I have IBS, but mm. I... Whenever I go to a major, you have essentially two groups of options. You either have some kind of yogurt parfait, which is awesome, I'm happy that they have it, or you have some crappy American bar fried food. And I say crappy not in the sense that it's objectively bad, although it usually is, but in the sense that it is the worst food that you could probably eat for a tournament is fried, is fried, fried greasy food. It is horrendous for you. It will make you feel lethargic. It just gives you like, for me, it actually just actually upsets my stomach when I have any type of anxiety, yeah. uh, which at a tournament is pretty unavoidable. And then you very, very rarely have any type of healthy alternative. And it's not hard to get a healthy alternative either. All you need is some like complex like uh, grain that'll like a wheat bread or something that can last you all day and not to deep fry something. Uh, like give me a sandwich, a sandwich like ham and like cheese on bread with like mayonnaise. So it's not super dry. I would be genuinely just happy with that over almost anything I've been presented at a melee tournament in the past three or four years. Now, the problem is, yeah. I know that most of the venues control uh, what actually goes in as for food, and it, it, they obviously need to run it at a profit. And so most people are not like me. They're not going to try to eat healthfully. Most people are also not trying to win a tournament and therefore playing for 10 hours a day and need to actually have proper energy. 
The issue comes from the fact that I'm never allowed to bring food into our venue, and so I can't actually have food with me at any time. And that is extremely frustrating to me because they will actively turn me away from food. And it's like, dude, I have a stomach condition. I can't eat. You're keeping me here for eight hours a day, which is fine. But then at least let me eat some decent food in the venue that isn't going to incapacitate me. I remember Shine 2019, I ran into that problem. And it was so bad that the TOs like sneaked food in for me because it was like I could not function. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds that the... sounds miserable. Yeah, it does. Um, I an interesting uh, thing you brought up because I you know I was thinking well, maybe the TOs can partner with someone, but it's like if the venue's controlling it, that's not really going to work. And so yeah, exactly. I think something that TOs often highlight in their venues is what's around the area, like in distance from the airport mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I guess the main thing then is where they they have to consider that when they pick the venue in the first place. Is there, I don't know, like a farmer's market around? Is there, you know, yeah. some other type of uh, place around? And that, that would have to be a consideration. That would have to be something highlighted. And I don't think, and maybe that's hard. I don't know. I mean, there are, there are, there can be challenges with that in America. Uh, at least. Let, me, let me tell you what's around in Sandusky, Ohio. Okay. Fucking nothing. Corn. <laughs> Cornfields. Well, dude. Not only not only is there not good food to find, but I remember because we had to co- the commentary so the commentators had to commentate a lot at this tournament. We had much more packed commentary schedules than any major I've been to for some reason. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure why, but I remember getting off commentary at 10 p.m. and like not only was there no good food, there was no food. Yeah. Everything's closed at 10 in Sandusky. It's actually over. So we had to we had well we we door dashed. Taco Bell, which took an hour and a half to arrive. Oh, but uh, that, that, that's literally the only option. Um, except for the, okay, apparently Applebee's is open till 11. <laughs> it's it's kind of clutch. But uh, yeah, literally like, you're just up Shit's Creek without a paddle at that point. But that's, but that's so, but you're not, that would just be after 10, right? There would actually be things before 10. It before just, 10, yeah, but we had commentary. and Right, and right. So there would be your schedule. Yeah, it really right. just depends on your schedule. I mean, th- this is something else that Cody brought up. Like, because of the conditions of the players and commentators, it's hard mm-hmm. to even go somewhere and get something. So this is why things need to be really close in order for it to work out. Yeah. And even then, even then, like, I don't even know if Tove can get up and go somewhere sometimes. So, yeah, it's pretty important. And so, I mean, this is something I don't know. I mean just systemically would have to be solved for us to do this, at least in certain, maybe in Sandusky anyway, I don't really know, but yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there are lots of questions here about um, how we schedule tournaments, how we, how we try to make sure everyone's going to be okay. I mean, I think Cody's tweet is fantastic and I think he brings up a lot of good yeah. points and I think TOs would obviously love to help with that because right, like who wants to, who wants to see someone saying that in their tweet about their tournament? No one wants that. Uh, they would yeah. rather just have it, but it's like, you know, that's just that makes things even harder and i mean tos are probably worried enough about getting venues as it is and making sure things get paid and people go to the thing right now so i don't know i don't know i you know again we it's this is one of those where we go yeah this is a good question maybe when a to comes on they can talk to us more about it yeah, <laughs> i wish i had basically. more to say but there yeah, was it, a, th- there have been some tournaments that i've been to that have been pretty good about this but i feel like you know, it, it probably is really situational. Like, it depends on just what's available. Like, but I remember, for example, 
Okay, that being said, a lot of these options were pretty unhealthy, but like it like for example, right? Uh, I went to it was I think get on my level, the most recent one, where they actually had like food trucks kind of in the venue and you could actually there was an area where you could eat. Granted, most nice. most of those options were pretty unhealthy, but like they were just very tasty or whatever, like burritos and stuff. But um like I could have even imagined like, you know, a, like a setup like that cuz I've been to like anime conventions with this kind of setup where they're in a convention hall, but they have like a food area in yeah. the convention room mm -hmm. and then you could get at least like a salad or something or like i mean yeah maybe you have to eat you know your your yogurt with granola or whatever the hell it is but something would be better than nothing you know or even like yeah. you know string cheese or like any kind of thing that would like at least hold you over until i don't know yeah it's 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 probably tough and there's probably monetary slash like yeah there's it really just depends on the venue but uh, yeah, you you do have to plan for this sort of thing. I know some players that that, that, that just do trail mix and literally will have trail mix on them. Holy you know? cow! For a but whole if weekend, you can, if you can get it into the venue. If you can get it into the venue, if you can get it into the venue, not for a whole weekend, but like for the middle of the day. Yeah. For like while you're hungry, and then like once you're gone, once you're gone for the once you've gone back to the hotel room for the day or whatever, then you can do yeah, whatever. I try to get there's... a big meal afterwards. There's yeah. got to be, we've got to find way. some other solutions. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, you know, because I, I, my, ever since I've stopped uh, playing regularly, my whole relationship to food has wildly changed. So like before I didn't care and I would have whatever at, at events, but now mm -hmm. I care very, very much. Um, yeah. That's why I, yeah. I, I went, when I was at Genesis uh, last year, I went, um, I was able to find a couple restaurants that I really liked. And so I went, I had time to go to that because I went, you know, wasn't competing and I had time between blocks, obviously. So uh, that worked out well for me. But, you know, if I, if I were competing, I don't really know if that, I mean, maybe I would have that option, but maybe depending on the will of the pool's gods, I wouldn't. So Mm -hmm. uh that's tough mm -hmm. and and i mean so again cody brings up a great point it's something i'm gonna have to to think about myself i'd love for this to be something tos and players and everyone talk about i think it's a great issue i just yeah you know like i said um i don't really know what we can do about it besides saying hey this is a problem tos please do something and then it's it's up to them really uh, we can't we can't make them do it yeah i think by the time i beat plup and grands the entire day i had had one thing of yogurt five baby carrots and a spoonful of couscous and that's it dude i love oh. that you can remember the number of baby carrots dude, that was that was <laughs> me kidding. at apex 2014 i i was i was the same way i i couldn't eat at tournaments or like i didn't yeah. want to eat anything that would like fill me up and make me feel lethargic and i'm and this was back when i was competing pretty seriously and um there was one day where all i ate was uh i ate a protein bar and three pieces of shrimp from like <laughs> yeah. little small shrimps from like a shrimp fried rice thing uh, it was bad. I lost like ten plus pounds that Jeez. weekend. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah. Granted, really probably hard. most of that was water weight, but but still, really man. I mean, you're gonna yeah. be feeling that. So I mean, yeah, fantastic question, and I'm glad we got to talk this over. <laughs> I really, uh -huh. I really hope uh -huh. we we can clip this and send this to tos or something. That'd be good. But uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for the question, Fives. You got any shout outs for us on your way out today? Uh, yeah, I do have some shout outs. I have three actually. Okay. First, um, Triple. shout out to Thesis Cat. He's a cool, uh, streamer. He plays Falco. He's really good. Um, shout out to Firepuff12. His Discord is really Legend. cool. Yeah, he's so cool. Love Firepuff12 yeah. for some yeah. reason. <laughs> also, uh, shout outs to Austin Melee. There's some cool people in there and cool tournaments. 
So yeah, just for having me on. That's you answered it, I guess, as well as you could have. It's really not a easy answer. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question to bring up for sure. And so, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. You too. Yep, good question. We're, we'll figure out how to optimize melee eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next caller, please. Run Riot. Oh, Run Riot. Wow, dude. How's it going? Can't believe we're being joined by the legend. Run Riot and I were <laughs> in a Discord together like five or six, five years ago. You know who? I, I heard about this because I got to meet Run Riot. You had already gotten on the plane. But I after the tournament, I met Tempo. And oh, Tempo was saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, y'all were y'all were buddies. Ago. Long time yeah. ago. I actually played teams against Tempo, not Run Riot because Run Riot wasn't there. But I They're played against teams. Tempo and Justice, which was fun. That's sick. Yo, Run Riot, where? So, so everyone else knows where are you calling in from today? What's your question for us? Um, I am calling in from Southern Virginia, and uh, this question was inspired by PGH Carroll's tweet. I don't know if you guys saw about like coaching. Um, more specifically, you know, he was asking if there was doubles coaching and short answer is not really, that's kind of like the, the short answer, but I was thinking like some players, especially older players, I find tend to improve a lot more on their own. And I think that, Mm -hmm. um, newer players, a lot of the time I see coaching all over Twitter. Like it's, it's like, Mm. People do it a lot nowadays. And I'm wondering now, uh, as someone who has to kind of like do it myself, because there's not a whole lot of doubles coaching, obviously, I was wondering what you guys thought about coaching and how it affects the way players improve now. That's a good question. Um, but I don't know. I've never heard of doubles coaching in my life. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah. I, I do this it for free. This is the first time I've coaching. ever heard of the idea of doubles coaching. That sounds hype, though. Yeah, I got it from Armada once, and he said he's never done it before. Interesting. The problem with doubles coaching is most people are motivated by either achieving like some kind of rank or PR or like beating someone really badly in singles, and that yeah. just doesn't exist in doubles. There is no doubles PR. There is no like people care about it, but they don't care care about it the way they do about singles. Oh yeah, uh, at least sure. most people don't. And so there's no there's like basically no market for it. And so I would assume that that's why there hasn't been any doubles uh coaching. As least oh, as far yeah. as I'm aware of. Yeah, that's what I like. I For doubles, I'm well aware, like, you know, not as many entrants, not as much viewership. I'm just like... You were asking more generally. Yeah, yeah, more generally. Yeah. I like, I'm surprised that there is none, though. That's kind of, to me, that's kind of odd. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much coaching is spoon-feeding and how much of it is, like, you know what I mean? Uh, sure, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I know... Well, I, I coach, so I mean, Cody does too. So I mean, yeah. I think we can both speak from that perspective. But I mean, I guess you could, I'll, I'll also say, at least for me, that, you know, since I just as the disclaimer, as I do coach, what, what do you think I'm going to say? So, I, you know, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess have that disclaimer on it, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I worry about spoon feeding people. I think that's that's a concern I have. And so... I think, and this is something that new people, when they work with me, often get kind of aggravated by, honestly, where I'll be, where they'll say, I have this problem. I'll be like, okay, well, what do you think about that? And they'll just be, they'll just be like, dude, why aren't you just telling me all these things? And I, <laughs> Socratic I method. They call that the Socratic method. Yeah. And, and I'll, and we will, we'll pull up a video and I'll say, okay, well, we'll pause. You can pause whenever you want to talk about something and you can tell me what you think about it. 
And I like doing that more than just telling them. But if they ask me, I'll start just telling them whatever. But I like doing it this way more because it encourages them to find their own solutions and make sure that they're really having the learning sink in because they're really involved. They're not just listening. And so that's always been really valuable to me. But um, yeah, I mean, you're, to the first part of your question, they're, they're part of the reason older players can improve more is because, especially when Smashboards was more of a thing, like there was so much like theory and framework that was built in there that people have now that they can just apply and move forward, or they can just take in like slide offs or whatever else and, and, and move that into whatever else or whatever other mix ups going on, they can incorporate that. But like new players now, I think there are there is discussion on Discord, but it isn't archived as well, for example, and things like that. Um, and so I find that, um, and I'll like, you're not going to discuss anything on Reddit. I mean, you know how that goes or Twitter. <laughs> so it's I like, yeah. So it's like, where, what are you going to do? And so I think coaching is a solution for that, that works for a lot of new players. I mean, it's all again, like you can Twitch chat, like, what are you going to do? Right. So you're going to, you're going <laughs> to need, you're going to need time to have that theory or experience or whatever uh, imparted to you and then you're gonna and then you work with that and make that make that your own right and so um that's that's always been the way i've kind of thought of it but i'm sure that there are probably people that would have taken coaching lessons even back when smashboards was a thing it's not like everyone was able to use it they like they logged on to smashboards.com and their mind was open their third eye opened or whatever right so it's still you still had to there was still ways it could have helped and i also kind of feel like coaching can still let you leapfrog forward as long as you know as long as both parties are working really hard to, to adjust to each other and things like that but yeah. um I, I probably missed aspects of your question but i've talked for a little bit so i'll let cody and toe kind of take it away from here um yeah i mean so i obviously have done, i've done coaching like as a pretty substantial form of income now for maybe years it's like some eight time frame ish i hate spoon feeding with a passion i but i act while I actively try to avoid it, I don't try to just be like this. And this is just a matter of uh, philosophy with teaching this. I don't think this is a right or wrong answer. I try to stray away from like, well, what do you think about it? I try to get them in a mode of thinking where they'll present me with a problem. And instead of uh, like, what do you think about it? I'll try to ask them. It's like, OK, what do you think is like fundamentally causing that? Or like, what is this like as a, like a general issue as opposed to just like, oh, well, you're just like messing this thing up. So if someone comes with me like, OK, I keep messing up my ledge dashes. Uh, instead of me telling them like, oh, this is what you're messing up, or being like, well, why do you think that is? I'll be like, okay, well, you should try to think about like the nature of your input error. Like, are you doing it too fast? Like, you can and you can use the cues on the screen to figure out what's actually going on. You know, if you're doing, if you're consistently just go air dashing, air dodging into the stage, you're probably just air dodging way too fast. Or and there's a lot of cues like that that'll give away what's going on. So I try to get them to think about uh principles and reasons why they'd be messing stuff up as opposed to but i refuse to speed uh if someone asks me for an answer i will actually actively say like i will not give you this answer like until you show me that you've at least tried to think about it and that's usually what yeah happens. let them know cody that's yeah no, i i will actively like i tell them it's like i will answer any question you have with me on discord as long as you show me that you tried to think about it then i i will gladly like help you with it uh i also so as far as older players just uh, improving like faster slash having more resources, I think it just comes with experience, honestly. Like the longer you've played, the more problems you've been presented with. You have to be a good problem solver to get to a certain point in this game. And you also so have connections, right? Like you have yeah. more people you can discuss things with. Yeah, right? and so I think it's just 
I think it's just the nature of the better you get at something, the more resources you just happen to have because that just logically follows. Like, why wouldn't you have more resources? You are probably at least acquainted with more top players than someone who is just getting into the game. You have more years of experience with it. You probably also have more of a means to get the res to get the resources because if you're at the top of the game, not always with melee, but usually you're going to have some kind of financial ability to do stuff or you someone yeah. will owe you a favor or something. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's just I think there's a variety of reasons why there'd be more resources available to older players and why they'd be better at uh just improving in general. Yeah, that also I feel like has to do with a little bit of character and in my case a little bit of format, but that's not I mean that's not like usually the case, but there's some characters where it's like, you know, even no one no matter how much farther up they get, they still have to figure some stuff out. Yeah. Fair. Um I guess I mean I, the, I think once you get to a certain point, like if you if you took um, I don't know, let's say you took Samus to top twenty or something, it's gonna be it's gonna start getting a lot harder for mm. um, just generally coaches to help. Um, I think their coaches could still point out habits. They could still say, well, this is what I don't like if if I play against this character, if that's what they come to them for, but. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. It can be harder based on character. Then, but you know, I'm not. I'm not sure that even then that that is necessarily a wall because there can be so many other things. Like there can be mentality and all kinds of things mm -hmm. that coaches can still help with at that point. So I, I, again, again, what am I supposed to do? But I, you know, I want to talk about <laughs> things that coaching can help with. But it's totally right. valid and fair to say that. Um, it may. It's not. It's not for everyone. I don't think it is, and it, partly for reasons mm -hmm. that Cody's listed. Partly for. Just, you know, maybe you, you just want to do it your way or, or there are plenty of resources out there already now. There's plenty of um, guides and things on YouTube, for example, and, and you have plenty of uh, YouTube material just of matches to watch and analyze. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's required or anything, but, I, you know, can be helpful. I think an easy distinguishing to make is that uh, just because something is harder than something else doesn't make it inhibitably hard. You, it's not like it's not a dichotomy. You can have a, a kind of like a spectrum where it's like, okay, yeah, this it might be harder to get like Sam's help at top twenty level because of just lack of information, but it's definitely not inhibitably hard. There's yeah for sure things you could do to get better, even with just a coach. Uh, I would be, I would, I would like place a large sum of money on that as a bet. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. would as well. I wonder how much of the discussion here is motivated by like, so for example, like for newcomers to a game, like I really question, sometimes I, sometimes I feel like I question how valuable coaching is for someone who's really new yeah. because like, I just want to be like, dude, you need to like learn how to L cancel. And yeah. there's nothing I can tell you about like the theory and stuff that you're not going to just get like literally any t any of the time you could spend talking to me you should just be practicing or playing people yeah or yeah like literally you just haven't learned all the techniques yet and so you know? the, thing, the thing that happens in my chat is people would come in and be like they'll be like okay i know the answer is practice but i don't really know how to do that mm -hmm. like they'll just not have even like a basic idea of how to like, mm. they're messing something up for example because maybe this is their first game where they've taken it seriously so they don't know oh, the process yeah. like that so even then like if they don't know how then yeah i you, think coaching is still valuable but yeah obviously yes practice you, that would just be better i do agree you know what that reminds me of actually come to think okay you've you i think you've kind of you've kind of made me come around on this one because that actually reminds me of i remember when leffen was coaching 
uh, his girlfriend, Jenny, and she was trying dude, to pick up Melee. They're those streams, man. And he he made a illustrated breakdown of like, okay, so she was practicing. I don't remember what technique it was. It might have been, I don't know, wave dashing, for example, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, you know, okay, so because I think a lot of new players haven't learned how to think about this game, the game this this way yet. But he was basically saying like, if you do the input, if you mess it up in this way, this is what it's going to look like, and why. If you mess mm-hmm. it up in this way. You know, if you do it too fast, you might just get a short hop. If you do it too slow, then your air dodge is going to be off the ground or whatever, right? And yeah, and I yeah. think um, a lot of people do seem to get stuck because they haven't developed that critical, like, thinking of, like, what things look like when they screw up. So they get, like, yeah. stuck in these little traps really early on. So that, that actually could be pretty helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these days it feels like case by case, right? Like some people, some people will have that and know that some people won't know, but they'll just trial and error until it works out. It just, it it just depends. Right. And, and, and so again, none of us have infinite coaching spots. So if you want, if you want some, you can get some. And if you want to figure it out yourself, you can do that. Right. No one's Mm -hmm. making, no one's holding a gun to your head. Say you got to get coaching now that you can L cancel. Right. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I think it's I think it's tricky. I think it's I think it's tricky. I think, yeah, with coaching, like dude, so much so much of it is personal and like I feel like um even the style of coaching, like I still take lessons from Drug Fox now and then, but I feel like the focus for us right now is a lot less on like I don't really have aspirations of being necessarily a top player right now, but for one, I just really enjoy them because I love talking to them about the game. Um, and for two, um, I do think that the theory about the stuff we talk about actually does help me, for example, as a commentator even. Yeah. Or as I learn other games, I remember we did this lesson and I was playing a lot of Ultimate at this point. And I remember we did this lesson that was really focused on melee concepts. But then I entered an Ultimate ter- local and I remember doing really well and I was using concepts that we talked about in this melee lesson. But... Yeah, I mean, I think for some people, I think that the 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 trap or the the like the pitfall is that people will try to get coaching because they feel like it's the thing they're supposed to do or something, and then they feel like, okay, well, I got the coaching done, so now I'm gonna be good, and like that was the hard part, and and now I don't need to, and they they won't actually practice or they yeah. won't actually impl- yeah. implement the things that they talked about, right, and. I think it's easy to fall into that trap. I actively caution everyone I give lessons to about that. I I actually don't know the last time I had a lesson where I didn't specifically say at the end. It's like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, so you're going to have to go back. I actually give a lot of my students a kind of homework type thing to make sure that they're actually doing it. And it's mm. like, they, I tell them, like, you cannot do it. That's fine. But if you're paying for this lesson, you need to do this stuff out after the lesson. And if you don't, you just wasted 60 bucks unless you just wanted to talk to me really badly, in which case, awesome, <laughs> I'm down. Right. Same that reminds point. me of the people that bought the M2K coaching, so they watched Planet Sheen with him. Oh, yeah. That's you literally want to watch That's Planet funny. Sheen with Mewtwo King. <laughs> That's fair. No one can <laughs> criticize you for that. That's yeah. that's valid. That's kind of might, bro. Yeah, you know? I don't blame him. Jeez. Yeah, I, you can't blame him. That sounds fun. I don't know. Whatever. I do have... We have a, the another aspect of this. We were talking about it on the miserable 10-hour car ride to Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> um, about like the not like the minimum requirements to be a coach but how mm. much 
Yes, there are some coaching prices I will not name names, but based on the skill of the player, I'm like that. You know, if I'm a new player and I didn't know any better, it's like, yeah, you know, I might buy from them. But as someone who's like been around and kind of knows, it's I, I was like, that seems a little steep for, you know what I mean, for new what players is, to like yeah. try to pay for it. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it seems rough. Hmm. Yeah, I. uh this is a question that I've seen discussed kind of in other scenes, like how well does a coach have to understand the game or how good does a coach have to be as a player to have their knowledge valued or, or as, you know, I mean, in, in this game, I think it's more commentator type stuff is the way we talk about it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there is a relative uh, importance to that. Um, I feel like as much as melee players value the top 100 rankings, I think that's an easy place to just start. Like if you, yeah. if you're on, if you say you're a top 100 player, you start up coaching. I think, I mean, you are in a very small percentage of people, you know, like in a, you're in a very small percentage of skill in the game. So I think it's fair to start coaching then or before then, right? Like if you, let's say you're the strongest player in your state, but you're not top 100, you're not top 200 or whatever. But a lot of people in your state, for example, or maybe surrounding areas that play against you would find what you say valuable. I mean, you could coach then, right? So I, maybe it's relative. I'm not sure I have a better answer beyond that. I mean, I think maybe like some people are just good teachers, right? I think being yeah. being able to coach is also being able to teach, right? So if, yeah. if you're if you teach maybe and maybe you're certified as a teacher, right? Like maybe teaching is your main thing, and but you're also like pretty good at melee or like decent, right? Maybe like your teaching skill, you you don't have as many melee concepts to convey, but what you can convey, you can do really well because of your understanding of people or your ability to change the way you explain it or something. So there are, I, I don't know if there's like an easy way to answer this, but I do think that, you know, that teaching skill can also help out in term, as well as the melee skill. I can at least add that component to it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a very broad very broad question because it starts bleeding into like you know how much of coaching is mentality how much of it is you know yeah. how how good is this on shield kind of, it's just like a huge it's a very big bubble so it just I'm depends to like i think condense it, yeah i think it just depends it's like all case by case i don't think there is like a way to objectively evaluate it oh no no way <laughs> yeah absolutely not but yeah that was kind of that's kind of my main question is you know how how coaching affects modern melee because there's a lot more coaching mm. than there used to be at least than I've from my experience there's way more coaching. Oh yeah, last, like, I mean months. coaching has exploded over the past year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's good for the scene though. I will say that. I agree. I for think sure. it allows it allows players to get paid. It allows new players, uh, especially hungry ones, to learn more. Um, some players can use it for content, so it feeds into the, how important content is for everyone. I mean. Mm. Um, I think I think this this should just be a win. Now, like you said, there could be people that um, there could be people that could be fooled, or people that might not get value as much value yeah. as they as they could for a session or something like that. But as a general thing to say, I do think it's valuable for a scene. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Right. I mean, I have a couple shoutouts. I don't know if you guys wanted to. Yeah, can you check out Koji's Patreon real quick so everyone can know where to find him for coaching? Uh, or are you on Metify now, Cody? Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, I thought he's a Koji. I'm like, is that some player that I don't know of? I heard Koji, too. Oh, my bad. I was so confused. It's kind of a cool tag, though. <laughs> it's a Brawl Hall character, I think. Oh. 
What is wait? What is Cody's? Uh, yeah. Well, where do you, oh, what are you coaching? Oh, just, oh, sorry. It is meta. Sorry, I thought I thought that was rhetorical. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, let's plug it, man. slash at ibdw. And I also made a tweet about it earlier today, also bragging about winning a major. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Nice. I didn't actually get to congratulate you yet, so good, good shit, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a W and a half. Yes, it is. More ways than one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Run Right. You got any shout outs for us on your way out today? Unfortunately, there's quite a bit because I had a very good weekend. Uh, okay. <laughs> too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shout outs to A, my sponsor, Pulse, ran by Bells. It's It means a, a ton to have somebody help you get somewhere, especially to majors. It's like yes. you would mm-hmm. never be able to do it without. It's, it's yep. insane. Yeah. yeah, it matters a lot. And then um, he also pays for stuff like Armada Lesson controller for the wow. five of us. Yeah, it, it's, oh, nice. it's insane. It helps a lot. Um, just uh, all of Crackshack. There are a bunch of doubles nerds. There were five of us in top eight. Uh, oh, yeah, that's who, I, that's who we play the most. It's a very good East Coast practice. Shout out to all of them. I can't name them one by one. Crackshack. Yeah, and then um, shout outs to. Obviously, Tempo, the guy that follows me around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we had a good weekend. I'm I'm glad him as my teammate. I'm sorry he couldn't be here longer because I wanted to play more people. But, you know, we did our best. And uh, plan on playing more, obviously, in the future. And then the last one I have is uh, the DubHub Discord, the people who helped me set it up. Uh, more specifically, Dark Atma, because he asked me to. Hmm. And um, it's just like a basically... Uh, a resource hub for doubles because as far as i could tell there was uh none at all except for nmw documents from like five years ago so well there you go that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. sounds about right <laughs> yeah but yeah it was a pleasure meeting you guys in person and out of game uh, sure. hey speaking of meeting people in person are the is the rumor true that you met your teammate tempo for the first time this past weekend <laughs> yes yeah oh I knew my god three hours and then we slept in the same bed <laughs> <laughs> how nice. did you guys end up becoming team i just assumed you guys have been friends for 15 That's years like cool. Fat. okay i can tell this story i'll, I'll make it super quick but it's so funny sure. go so, ahead go ahead i'm as, really interested as cody knows i played on anthrazider in doubles probably nine hours a day and that might yep. not be an exaggeration it was a lot and so when I would play, there was this guy that would join, and his tag was Velvet underscore Thunder. I don't know if you guys recognize that, but we would Velvet join Thunder. our yeah Velvet Thunder. He would join our doubles lobbies, and I was like, man, this guy plays so lame. He gimps me nine times a game, and so I started kicking him from my lobbies because he would make me so because I was you know a cool fifteen year old with an insane mentality, and, um, <laughs> I, and so, I love that. Yeah, three years later, uh, rollback doubles started becoming a thing, and um, you know, it, you people are using Discord now, going by different names, and then I was like, uh, Tempo, you know, I was just playing by myself because I had some old, I had an old teammate who I will not mention, um, and so I needed oh. a new one. Yeah, and I was going for like random players, and then I found Tempo, and I was like, dude, this guy's so good. Like, I don't know where he came from. I don't know what his story is. But we just kept teaming, and then I found out later that that was Velvet Thunder. And we wow! Just ever since that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Velvet Funny. Thunder. I thought does it was he, so. Funny. Does he know you hate him? 
<laughs> I told him, I was like, dude, I used to kick you from everything. <laughs> I hated playing. <laughs> wow. Those are the best people to team with, you know? This is, oh, isn't yeah. this the IBW fiction story? I thought it was it's like he, he just backed or shines me. Just but then you guys win every major now. So I, I, I hated him so much. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. That's so he, funny. Now when he, I back, he he's people. so sick every time. <laughs> he's the sickest player on the planet because he's dashed into the quarter and then shield drop shined and then I died. I'm like, you fucking suck. Inspirational, Inspirational player. <laughs> But yeah, it seems I, like the birth of a lot of great doubles teams. Yeah. Just being really annoyed at the playstyle of the other guy. Hey, if you can't beat him, bro, that's, you, that's what they say. They do say that. That's how the saying goes. They do say that. Yep. God, it's crazy that you guys. You're not even from the same state. No, not even close. So it's cool. a six-hour drive minimum. That's, that's so cool that Slippy birthed this. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank right. you for coming on Run Riot. Have oh, a great, uh, have a great rest of your day. Hope oh, to meet baby. you at the next one. As I met. I met Bells and I met Tempo, so next time I'll meet you. Yes, I'm trying to go to Genesis so badly. We'll see how it goes. All right, take care. All right, thank you. Wow. That was a good it's one. Pretty, pretty hilarious. Pretty I'm hilarious. One more. All right. Hey there, Venus. Another person that I met for the first time this weekend. Oh, how you doing? Where are you calling in from? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm... Oh, God. Oh, Your Discord oh, sounds oh, crazy. From New York, New York. You are underwater. Yeah. yeah you're friend. Wait, you try leaving the call friend. and then coming back. Because yeah. Discord's messing up your voice. Dude, she made uh, me play Pikachu against Jmook because of a charity event. <laughs> Do you know how Pikachu. painful that was? That sounds painful. Did you win? No. Okay, I don't know. I just thought I'd she's, ask. She's going to have to join like waiting room or something to bring her back. Oh, yeah, probably. Hope, I guess hope she's should, able to figure that one out. Probably should have said that, but I guess she's listening, so she'll know to join waiting room or something, so we can bring her back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she'll how figure was, it out. How was charity, uh, Cody? Did you did you win? Did you win with Pikachu? I did not win. I got to winners finals. I beat a bunch of really good foxes with Doc, Samus, Falco, and no, I didn't win with Donkey Kong. My Donkey Kong got owned. My Donkey Kong sucks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got the winner's finals, though, so I was happy. Nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. My oh. doc went off, too. That's all, that's all you go. need to know. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, Venus. Nope, 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 nope. That is rough. Wow. What's that's happening? Rough. I don't know. Let, let me try one thing real quick. Okay. Okay. Actually, the last thing you said sounded kind of okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go bathroom while she. I'm gonna go bathroom while she tries real fast. Let me. Oh yeah. How do I sound now? Do I sound? Oh my god. I feel it... like, as you talk, when you start talking, like the first thing you say sounds really robotic. Um, but then as you continue to talk towards the end of your sentence, it smooths out a little bit. Okay. Um, let me try one thing real quick. Okay. Oh, one. See, one thing real quick sounded good, but let me try sounded horrible. I don't know if we can chance it on that, Toph. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I feel, how about this? I mean, it's okay for it's now, I think. Same, yeah. I mean, it's rough, but it's I, like, at least it doesn't cut out, I think. You know what it is? I just moved into my apartment and I don't actually have internet yet, so I'm using the, my phone hotspot. Okay, I maybe thought that through. But um, well, you submitted really your 
You've submitted your question in submit topics here. So I, I really could, I could read it out loud. And um, if there's anything that you need added, you could just add it on yeah. yourself at the end. But uh, why don't we just go ahead and do that? That sounds good. Is Cody back from the bathroom yet? No, but well, he is now. Yeah, I see a shadow. Like, okay, I'm going to read the question out? out loud. So okay. no, I'm, I'm going to read the oh question out gosh, loud. So loud. Okay, sorry, Chad. I know. I'm going to read the question out loud and... Um, and then we can just discuss it because I think it is kind of a cool question. Okay. So the question is, Venus asks, what is the preparation process for topic like during a major? I noticed Cody mixed up his approach timings heavily during the tournament in a way that seemed very deliberate, which made me curious what led to that conscious decision, as well as what else did Cody do to just prepare, you know, aside from getting to sleep on time Saturday night? <laughs> good, good meme. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, the room above me. Yeah, that's that was chilling. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Not me. I was uh, asleep. I have a funny story about that too. But uh, well, yeah, I actually so... wasn't asleep because of chilling. But uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> so, so wait. So the first part of the question is how I mix up my timings in game, like approach timings deliberately. In game. Yeah. Uh, that's just because I'm trying to play. I'm trying to actually play the other person instead of just. Def I talked about this a little bit earlier on stream, but I, one of the biggest uh, changes I'm trying to make to my play is being less of a flowchart player in terms of this situation. Is this where I do this? And more of a playing reactively and trying to actively think about what my opponent's going to be doing. And if you're doing that and the other opponent's good, that should, in theory, make it so that you're not approaching at the same timing because that shouldn't work at all if you're approaching mm -hmm. at the same timing. That's just me trying to play good melee, uh, long story short. As far as the preparation for top eight goes, uh, well, one, I'm going to yell at some people real fast. So I went to bed at 11 o'clock p.m. I love the story. I, I love the story because I was there. I'm so mad about this. I, I went to bed story. at 11 o'clock, and by 2 p.m., I had been woken up five times by the room above me. And well, at first, I don't know what's going on. I just keep hearing stuff talking, like, really loudly, and I'm, like, like I almost feel like I'm going crazy. And I, at one point, leave my room, and I walk outside, and I'm, like, I don't hear anything. And I see, like, Wadi and a bunch of other people. I'm, like, I swear there's, like, some people being ridiculously loud, but I can't figure out where they're coming from. And I'm, like, come in here, like, real fast. Double check that I'm not crazy. So he comes in my room, he's like, I don't hear anything. He goes over to where my bed is, and all of a sudden, it's like this absurdly loud group of people just screaming above, just screaming. And he's like, oh my god, I think that's the people above you. I think it's like on a balcony. We're at a balcony. And so we go outside, and sure enough, it's just a group of like 10 people up there screaming their heads off at like 2 a.m., woken me up like six different times. And I was like, okay, this is infuriating. So I leave my room, I storm upstairs, knock on the room, Trey the trash man opens up and that Trey, makes sense Trey, trey's the homie i love trey and he's like dude i'm so sorry i'm so sorry whatever but i can also tell he's like inebriated he's fucked up he's not gonna be able to figure out what's going on super well and i'm like yo like listen dude you woke me up like six times this is ridiculous i have top eight tomorrow this is just straight up not fair can you guys just keep it down like if not like i'm gonna have to like ask you to stop because this is not cool he's like yeah yeah my bad my bad and then he tries to get everyone off the balcony whatever cool well, as, as I go back down to my room, I hear chilling above everyone else go, all right, I'll get off the balcony. But first, I have to know who the fuck told me that I have to stop. And I'm like, I mess him on Twitter. I'm like, I did you fuck. I hear you. I'm right below <laughs> you. And I'm trying to sleep for top eight tomorrow. I also heard him say, I'm also in top eight tomorrow <laughs> in the chilling laugh. I was like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and so I, I met him on Twitter. I'm like, I, that's me, you jackass. Oh my God. And I can tell it was dude. you because outside of your voice, the fact that you said you're in top eight tomorrow and clearly trying to be a smart ass. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, and he's like, all right, my bad, my bad. I'll get him, I'll get him to quiet down. And I was like, sick. All right. So I try to go back to bed. Two more times I get woken up. First time I went back up, I'm like, dude, 
I'm still getting woken up. Like after I messaged him on Twitter, no one responded to me. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm still getting woken up. This is not cool. Like I don't want to do anything else. He's like, yo, 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 my bad, my bad. They're back on the they I could tell they were back on the balcony, even though they said balcony was off. So my bad, my bad. I didn't even know people were on the balcony. It's like it's your room. How'd you not know they're on the balcony? But whatever, sure. I keep hearing the balcony door. I can hear them open up the balcony door from my bed every single time. Uh and so I knew they were going onto the balcony again, even though they said they were. And I'm like, I can hear the door open up. You're not fooling me. I, I can clearly tell. And so he's like, all right, my bad. And I was like, whatever, dude. I go back downstairs. I don't even think I've responded to any of their messages or like was I just definitely not nice about it. And then I get woken up one more time and I'm like, I'm done. So I called the concierge's desk and I was like, there's a room above me and they won't shut the fuck up. Please go handle this. I don't know if they did anything. I really don't. But eventually I just passed out. Maybe they just stopped hanging out. But that was the entire story. And I was very, very unhappy. I, uh, dude, it's really funny because, you know, I was next to them. Chillin is in my room, but he went next door to party because I was trying to get some sleep. I had a headache all night. I had a pretty bad headache because, um, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I was very sleep deprived this weekend. I, uh, I got two hours of sleep on Friday, uh, when I got in or Thursday, Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday night going into Friday because my plane got delayed a bunch of times. And then that night, as I was trying to sleep, there was actually a fly in my room. That oh, was boy. buzzing around my head. I actually, the sun actually came up before I fell asleep. So I remember looking and the sun was coming up and I still had not fallen asleep yet because of this fly. Uh, and so uh, yeah, so that night I was trying to get to sleep and chilling and them were like, all right, we'll take the party next door. We'll take the party next door. Come on, guys. And they took the party next door, which was to the room directly above you. So I was next to this as this while this was happening and you were below them. If you could visualize this, I was, yeah. I was next to them. So I, I also remember a lot of this stuff happening. And also I was really sad actually, because uh, my girlfriend was, was, was with us that weekend. And um, she actually had to fly out the next day, uh, mm. midday. She was going to fly home early on Sunday. Cause she had jury yeah. duty on Monday. And we really wanted to go to the water park that morning. It was our only chance to go to the water park was going to be before top eight. And then before she flew out, um, and yeah, we, we got to sleep so late because of the party that we actually never got to go to the water park, which I'm still pretty sad about, unfortunately, because I just woke up too late. So, um, um, so I would like me to and you were that... both affected by this, this, this legendary hotel party, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like the preparation for top eight during a major is you just don't sleep. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Or like abduct chillin dude and like tie him up in a closet somewhere so that uh so yeah that, that, so that, that sounds like the better alternative i'm down with that yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll plan something for main stage or whatever i'll we'll figure something out hope was obviously there but when i won the tournament i got on from my interview and immediately looked at chill i'm like you are so lucky i won this tournament because i would have <laughs> never let you live this down it sounds like you're not letting him live it down anyway <laughs> no of course not but it would have been much meaner about it yeah you would have been much meaner about it yeah yeah shout out stoke gen x though for like doing his best to get you a bed if you needed oh, it that's right the last yeah, one down, dark gen x was offered me a place to sleep i was like if i woke up woke i thought i think i like kind of brushed it off because i was so tired and so angry at that point but i, I tried to be like nice because i love justin he's like one of the nicest human beings alive i'm pretty sure if i got woken up again i probably would just message him be like dude can i just come to your room this is absurd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well uh Hey, thank you so much, Venus. Don't say too many things. Every time you talk, it's very damaging to everybody's ears. <laughs> um, uh, but but no, if you in spirit, and I had a very good time uh, this weekend um, meeting you. Uh, and uh, I will also shout out Dark Gen X. Actually, that's another Riptide champion. Mm. Apparently, I think Dark yeah, Gen X won game. the Among Us Arena what? side event. Yeah, yeah. Someone made an Among Us uh, fighting game, and uh, they ran a bracket for it. Apparently, in Dark that's Gen us, X. bro. 
That's very sus. It's actually very sus. But thanks for thanks for coming on, Venus. Appreciate that, and uh, see you in chat at some point. See you, Venus. All right. Oh, wow. Well, there that that's all of our questions for for today. Thank you so much to everybody who called in. Uh, <laughs> it's cool that I got to meet a lot of these people this weekend. Yeah. You know, I've definitely done a lot of putting putting uh putting faces to names this weekend, or yeah, literally putting faces to names this weekend. Uh, with people like Venus, Run Riot, uh, and and so on and so forth, it was was pretty special event for that reason. Um, yeah. But thank you again to everybody who who dialed in. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so normally at this point, uh, we usually just have like one more question for you, and then community voice. So if you haven't, maybe it's time to start thinking of a poll to run in chat unless you have a I question have two, cody i have two or three questions i'm deliber i'm uh deliberating on okay cool well you got a little bit of time um but before that i'm still going to try and ask the question that uh soul asked earlier but i'm gonna try and do it a little bit differently um i am curious and i i mean i'm sure that part of this is going to be obvious but i want to kind of know about especially given how we've talked earlier i'm kind of curious about the beyond so so we talked about your goals for um we talked about your goals quite extensively in the game and things like mm -hmm. that. I'm kind of curious about I am quite certain at this point that you would you very much are interested in being the number one player. So I don't think I need to ask about that, but I'm kind of yeah. curious what what that will mean to you, I guess first of all, but also goals beyond that. Like what is it so if you get that what what then, right? What what does IBDW do at that point? Yeah, so that's kind of that's actually my point of not concern, but my uncertainty right now is I don't really know. Uh, I've tried. I've thought about it a decent amount. Uh, I'm not sure how much I would continue to want to compete as the best player uh, when I got to a point where I'm, if I was consensus best player, and I do believe at some point I have definitely like I'm very capable of it. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. So, what do I do after that? I'm not sure. I could keep playing and see how long I could. Uh, keep my number one spot for. On the other hand, 26. I'm not a kid. I'm not 19. I'm not 20. And while I believe that you should be able to do whatever you want for your life, at some point, your hands go bad. Your reaction time goes bad. At some point, you want to start a family. You might want to pursue different education. Uh, what do you want to accomplish with your life? I'm at an age where I have to think about that. My hard guess is I probably have another three or four years of competing. Uh, I, I can't see myself doing any less than that, barring some like catastrophic injury or some come work for us for $20 million a year job randomly coming up. Because at that point, I would be set for the rest of my life and I wouldn't turn that down. That'd be stupid of me. Do what I keep streaming. Probably. I think a lot of the analysis is going to come from how much financial sense will it make going forward? I'm going to go for uh, either business school or real estate license at night starting next year. Wow. I haven't decided uh, which yet. Is that but... going to impact your streaming schedule or are you just going to stream 40 no. hours a day and then also do that? Probably that. Uh, I probably would. So I don't think Holy people realize. Cow. And this isn't like to brag. This is just my, my life structure. Uh, I stream 250 hours a month, but I also do lessons off stream, like at least one a day after my stream's over. So I work probably an unhealthy amount if I had to guess. And I also do this seven days a week. I don't really take days off. Uh, Man. So my guess is I would sacrifice uh, my lesson slots, especially at that point. Hopefully, you know, I've had uh, my team deems my, my work good enough to give me like a substantial raise, et cetera. That's obviously on them. 
my stream has grown to the point where it can sustain itself and I don't really need lessons. And in fact, uh, I can just do this stuff without worrying about it and pay for the education as well. So I'm definitely gonna do that next year. I would probably forego lessons because my guess is I would only put in two hours a day or so if it's part-time and not full-time. And that would pretty much replace what I have now. Maybe do I stream like an hour or two less a day? Yeah, probably. I, I'm not gonna randomly do 14 hour streams anymore, but I would probably just be more on a, uh, schedule where it's like yeah i'll stream from these hours to these hours and i would try to budget my time very systematically so i knew what i was doing and then beyond that uh that's why i have alternatives one of my the things i promised myself when i pursued melee is i would do this as long as i kept seeing growth and a potential to sustain myself and a family comfortably by my standards uh down the line in sight if i don't see that i cannot let myself continue playing because that to me is sabotage that's why there are multiple times when i came up where if I didn't do well, like it's Summit 8, I was going to quit. And that wasn't like a, oh, you know, I was just going to be sad. It's like, no, if I wasn't, that run saved my career, basically, in terms of was I going to keep playing? It's what convinced me to try to go full-time that and have the help of a friend. Uh, convinced me to help go full-time. And that's because I saw, okay, listen, like people started talking to me, they recognized me, my stream grew, I can do this full-time. Five years, six years down the line, would I love to be a really big streamer, be able to play video games for the rest of my life and retire at the age of 45, um, work basically and do whatever I want as a passion afterwards? Yeah, of course. But you can't really predict the future like that either. And so I think it's irresponsible of me to kind of set those goals for myself or that set that as an expectation for myself and more just have like criteria. Okay, I will keep doing if this kind of stuff is satisfied. Otherwise, I probably shouldn't. Okay, well, that was... A lot, <laughs> but that right. was good. I was very thorough. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. And so I think I really only have only one follow-up there. You mentioned business and law school. I don't know if those are necessarily similar. Did you, were you leaning a certain way? Was there something in business you wanted to do? I think Let's you even were doing law school. law school before, if I remember correctly. I'm kind of curious about all of that. I meant to say business and real estate if I said business and law. Okay, uh, okay. Sure. I don't know if I really liked law school. So law school for me would be something I'd go back to do in like 40s or 50. Uh, if I choose to do it, just because the kind of work I want to do right now, I'm not super interested in being an attorney. I think that was more of uh, family pressuring me okay. to go to mm. law school because it's like my family has a bunch of Harvard graduates that went to law school and they were all lawyers and my grandma especially was like, law school? Law school? Law school? Mm. And so I think I kind of just conformed at that point, but mm -hmm. I think business and real estate are significantly more interesting to me and there's a lot more overlap there. I think uh, just in general, real estate is something that I've especially with uh, my recent uh, house search i plan on buying a house next year funnily enough pp north carolina is a place i am very heavily looking at right now because a lot of, of people like coming here hey it's look, real estate man. and income tax is so nice and it's cost it of is. living is low and charlotte and raleigh both have google fiber true which is a fantastic perk true. so uh i i think real estate is something that's super interesting to me and i have a lot of experience with it in my family so i have a lot of like ways to get in but Video games definitely is something that I've loved my entire life, and I don't really plan on stopping unless I feel like it's just blatantly irresponsible to continue to do so. Cool. Well, that's, again, once again, very thorough. It's clear that you've spent a good bit of time thinking about this, researching it and everything. I just, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think something I like doing, especially when we get more of the higher level players on, is thinking of, I like seeing what they're, what, what they're thinking about with their future, right? Because yeah. so many people, when they're trying to come up, it's like, well, I got to get to the next level. I got to go farther. I got to make sure I can get sponsored, right? Like it's, I got to get ranked higher, right? It's all the things mm -hmm. that are very 
straightforward and you really don't even have too much space to think about anything else almost. So I, I like when you've gone through all that and, and, and what what's on the other side. I think that's very interesting for other people. And as I'm always curious about it myself. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I do want to be the best. And I think that I'm close enough that I will just be the best. But again, I wasn't going to completely sabotage the rest of my life for a pursuit that was yeah. not worth it. Sure. I think that's just, mm -hmm. again, I, like I said, I think it's just irresponsible. And I think I would have been letting down people who, like, invested a lot into me to get me to where I am. Yeah, sure, man. Well, um, Toph, you got anything for him or do we hand him over to the community? I mean, I definitely, you know, it's just funny for me because I've actually gone to the other direction where I had a very, you know, stable professional career for many, 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 many years mm -hmm. and then kind of stopped and decided uh, we're going to try to do full-time gaming for a while and just see if I can make it work now that I have some savings. And yeah. um, as somebody who's gone in the other direction, I mean, I'll just say that, like, I think your head's in the right place and, like, yeah, you, you never know what the future holds in a way. There's a lot of there's always going to be a lot of surprises and you think you've got it routed out in this way or that way, but um it's Yeah, you'll find way. you'll find the right you'll find the right uh path, you know. Yeah. If you if you stay flexible and you keep your options open. Yeah. And um it never has to be forever, I guess, because I've I've been all over the place with my relationship with Smash Bros over the years. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I, one thing that's kind of remained constant is that I've just, you know, I feel like it's definitely net good, just it's, or it's been a net good for me. Um, mm -hmm. even in the times when I really wasn't playing much at all and was really only commentating and stuff like that, uh, it was still, I, I'm really glad that I kind of stuck with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, seems like you're, uh, seems like you're on the right track and it's, it's awesome to see all the success you've been having. Yeah, it's. I'm very, very grateful for everyone who supports me. But let's put it that way. Twitch.tv um, slash IBDW, by the way. That's right. That's um, right. But yeah, so we have stalled long enough. We've hoped, we hope you have the question for our community voice segment now, Cody. Um, yeah. What is something that people need to, need to think about, respond to in the YouTube comments for uh, next week? We're very curious. Yeah, so I, I'm still, I was delivering on like two or three questions. I wanted to ask chat potentially about uh, like almost get like a average viewer's perspective on Melee, but I'm not sure that that would actually give me the kind of answers I'm looking for uh, just on average. Mm -hmm. And so I'll leave it like a much less, I guess, philosophical question, which is kind of something I'm curious about. Uh, for especially, if, so for anyone, but especially people who haven't gone to go to an event yet because they're like slippier kids, what major mm -hmm. would you be most excited to go to? And why? What major? Oh. oh, we've had. I think who was it? I think it was Blur that said, you know, what would make you go to an IRL event? But we haven't. I think this, I like the pointedness of this more almost. Which right? major like, do you want to go to? Yeah, yeah, because it gets people thinking of more of like, oh well, I could go, or which one would I like to go yeah. to? I, like I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what people's impressions are of different events. Like, yeah. what what do they think sets this tournament apart from that tournament? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's this is almost like the opposite. Adenary was asking us which tournament for his first USA tournament. Yeah. Since he is from Mexico, which mm -hmm. one do we recommend? Uh, so, so I'm interested in seeing what people think people's about choice, the people's choice. That's right. It I could know, even be as simple as like this, this is the tournament from my area. This yeah. This is the I, tournament I, from my region or something. Yeah. Yeah. But Very what's, curious. what is your answer? Uh, for especially for ones I haven't gone to, but just if I, from a pure, uh, enjoyment standpoint, I would definitely just want to go to air. 
I've heard too many good oh, things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Everyone to, loves that one. Yeah, I want to yeah. go there so badly. Hopefully, I'll see you at the next one. I, apparently, they're doing Air 6. I yeah. think sometime next year. I'm no 100% date yet. going if they do it. Like, frame one, I'm signing. I'm not even, Hell yeah. That's how you know how much I want to go. I'm not even going to sub goal. I'm just going to go. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, big. Yeah. I will drop everything to go. Yeah, that's, that's my plan. I, I only went to the last one, Air 5, but I'm so glad I went. And I wasn't going to, but uh, mm. pulled the trigger. Yeah, I have to try it out. I haven't been to mm-hmm. one yet. Cool. Well, there you have it, everyone. IBDW, Cody, the man fresh off the win at Riptide, yep. going for more. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to come on today, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Awesome. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Toph, you want to take us out or you want me to do it? Ah, uh, hey, I got you. Listen, All everybody, right. thanks again for tuning in. We do do this every Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 3 p.m. West Coast time, 6 p.m. East Coast time. Uh, there's a lot of good questions in the in the in the submit topics here channel. So make sure you come back next week. And you know, if 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 if, if we missed you this week, I will I will really try to to we'll, we'll try to pay attention next week and and definitely get repeat repeat callers uh, who weren't able to get in this week. I uh, will get you back on. So, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, hey, come by one afternoon. Come by on a Tuesday, and yeah. uh, maybe you'll get to talk to us live on air. So this has been Tofin Peepee and IBW on Radio Melee signing out. Peace. See you guys.